This is Tuesday, August 10th. Now, my family has had a home in the mountains of North Carolina for a number of generations. One of the challenges of having a home at a relatively high elevation is the scarcity of water. For more than 20 years, a neighbor allowed us to draw water from his well. But the time came when he told the family that other arrangements needed to be made. So my father then had a well drilled on the east side of the property. He sunk the well over 500 feet, but there was no water to be found. Now this was a very expensive proposition, drilling through solid rock. For a while on the mountain, my dad had the nickname Dry Hole Carson. Not very funny, actually. Now we have learned that on the mountain, you can live without power for a while if you must, but you cannot live without water. Now here's a scene from the book of Numbers, chapter 21, verse 16 to 18. And from there they continued to beer. That is the well of which the Lord said to Moses, Gather the people together so that I may give them water. Then Israel sang this song, Spring up, O well, sing it. The well that the princes made, that the nobles of the people dug, with the scepter and with their staffs. Now this scene is surprising for a number of reasons. First, the Lord provided water for his people throughout their time in the wilderness, but never through a well like this. As the people were so often on the move, a well, well, it just wouldn't be a practical solution to their problem for long. Literally, they'd pull up the stakes of their tents and they'd be gone. Now, for this reason, this moment should catch our attention. Why did the Lord provide them with water this way? Well, first, water in the wilderness is the most beautiful of the signs of life. Where there's water, life will spring up. The people had been in the wilderness nearly 40 years, and the sign reminds them that life is coming. They have a future. One day they will settle down where they can draw water from a well. You can hear their joy as they sing a song of celebration over this glorious gift of life. But also notice what the song reveals. God didn't dig the well for them. Yes, God gave them water, but they dug the well. You see, we want the miraculous when we don't need to do any work. But God wants us to engage in the work with him that we might be able to enjoy the time of refreshment that he provides to us. I remember years ago being in central Haiti, visiting in an orphanage in the middle of nowhere. Each day a truck had to bring water for the children, for cooking and washing and for drinking. But on the site there was a well that was being dug. At the bottom of a deep shaft, a man with tools was pushing deeper so that that little settlement would have a ready supply. They would not have to wait each day for a truck to bring them water. The children knew that the water would soon be coming. And this is what happened on the mountain, at our family's mountain home. My father refused to give up. He had another well drilled on the other side of the property, almost 500 feet deep too. And he found a very slow trickle of water. 
A pump was lowered to the depths on a metal pipe, and that well provides water for the house to this day. When we're there, I'd like to sing a song of thanksgiving to God over that well, rejoicing in the water the Lord has provided to us. Now, I have learned that God has life-giving water for all of us. He ordains times of refreshment in our dryness, times when we sing of His goodness. And that doesn't mean that we don't have to dig the well. Yes, we put in the work of seeking the Lord and leaning into Him and His goodness and love. But He's the provider of life again and again. There was this ceremony that the Jewish people conducted at the time of the Feast of Tabernacles. That was the time when they remembered these years in the wilderness that we're reading about in the book of Numbers. And at the end of it, there was a water ceremony remembering how the Lord provided them refreshment during those years. One year, we are told, Jesus went up to Jerusalem to celebrate the festival with the people. Here's what we're told. John 7, verse 37 to 39. On the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive. Yes, Jesus not only went to the feast, but as the water ceremony was taking place, he shouted out to everyone. You remember the Lord, water the Lord provided in the wilderness? He said, I am the well of living water. I'm the source of life. Yes, he is the prince whose scepter opens the well to life. He says, if you come to me and drink, you also will become a water source. From your heart, streams of living water will flow. Isn't that beautiful? He promised he would provide to those that believe in him his spirit, and life would flow from them as water flowed in the wilderness. Now, as you can imagine, this created quite a disturbance as the people debated about who he was and what it all meant. Suffice it to say that this is what God intends to do in you. In a dry and weary land where there is no water, to reveal life in you by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Our God and Father, you are so good to your people, providing them water in the wilderness, the provision of life day in and day out. Jesus is the living water, and we desire this day to drink deeply of him so that we might be refreshed and enabled to live in your grace. Then, Lord, by your Spirit, make us channels of this water of life, the way of life, to those who are around us. For we pray in your name. Amen.